What is going on in here? Hello, who are you? I am uh, Patrick. Hi, Patrick. You've come into the science shed. Yeah. Do you know what that is? Mm. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it is like a shed, yeah. Like shed. in the Germany, we have the have sheds, sheds in Germany. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very good. What ones. do you keep in your sheds in Germany? Um, lots of interesting things. Interesting things. Yes. Okay. Well, you've come into the science shed. It's not actually a shed. It's a shed of the mind. It's a science podcast that comes out every two. Oh, weeks. I see. It's like a kind of. Um, uh, uh, fictional. It is. Do you like? Uh, sometimes we talk about David Hasselhoff. What? He's my favorite. Yeah, of course actually, he is. He's my you're... favorite yeah. Uh, singer. Yeah, of all time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, sometimes I'm trying not to be French at the moment. <laughs> it's very hard. Well, so that can happen. Wavery accent syndrome can happen sometimes. Anyway, um, you you do this podcast. I listen. Yeah, you do that. Great. Bunsen, Dolly, Internal, Combustion. Why do we need Petrich, Oscar, Bay. Isaac, Transplanting, Nick. Hello! Good energy. <laughs> We're back. We're back again. It's good, Steve. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. It's, it's been really a long nice time since we podcast. It has been ages, and I've, uh, it's nice to be in your dilapidated flat. You were podcasting today from my, my new house. Finney P. In Finney P in Finsbury Park, which is currently a building site. Steve's bought a flat above a laundrette in London, and he's decided to buy something which I was recently bombed, I believe. <laughs> it's not that bad. It's functional. Yeah, it's I'm exaggerating, bit... but there's definitely um, work needed needing to, that needs to be done. Well, um, I'm doing it. It's I know great. you are. It's great, Nick. I get to like buy tools and I get to like, you know, like take my time and like I've got like loads of, yeah, so I've all the power tools. You've got it's, a mass of power tools in that box over there. Isn't it crazy. good, isn't it? Well, the thing like is. an advert for De, DeWalt. <laughs> is it DeWalt or DeWalt? DeWalt, yeah. DeWalt, yeah. Other, other power tools are available. They are. I, um, I think I'm a, a, a Bosch man. <laughs> Bosch. That's a lower class of tool there. <laughs> But yeah, we're back in the science shed. It's amazing. Yeah, I'm sitting on a bucket. Sitting on a bucket. I'm sitting on a bucket. Steve, it has a he, he's prejudiced against chairs. I don't. Well, I just there's no need to buy chairs until until my my flat is in a case where if I bought chairs now, I just ruin them with all of the plastering and cutting just buy and wood. A five pound camping chair for no, God's sake. Then I break it. Do you know what I did? I, I can't bought, imagine. Do you know what I bought? I bought a cheap um, railway and uh, railway uh, wallpaper stripper. I was like, I How did you get railway? Bag. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I've got Alzheimer's. Leave me alone. Um, I bought a cheap wallpaper strip and I thought, I'll just buy a cheap one because I just need to strip a little bit. Of it's no point spending the money. Instantly broke it. Bought another one straight away. <laughs> like, oh, dear. So I feel like if you buy cheap, you buy cheap, you buy twice. Come on, man. The bare minimum to have a sort of, you know, civilised life is a chair to sit on. I'm sitting on a bucket. I'm, sitting on, a, I'm sitting on a bucket which is on top of a toolbox. Ah. <laughs> My, complaining. my torso around, is less long I'm than yours. I'm showing you incredible hospitality. You're just moaning. I am on my second cup of tea. <laughs> All right. Well, as we're, it's been, we've been a while. It's been, a, we've been away, haven't we, Nick? We've been away. I went on my honeymoon. You went on your, your second honeymoon. Yeah. Because you're greedy, and that's kind of how. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. And you kind of you you did something I've, recently. I've just something? yeah. Well, I've bought a house. Yeah, you've so, been busy. So I've been yeah. I've been covered in plaster and and plumbing bits. And it's things. the first time we've had a week off since we started almost two years ago. That's true. We haven't taken a break before. So. But now we're back. Mm. And we're ready to go. And you know what? We we've got a special edition this week. Yeah. 
it's all about because because you're because I'm a chemist and you're from Salisbury yeah and there's some been, there's been some chemistry going down I in wonder Salisbury. what we're going to talk about <laughs> come on here we go Steve so as you know um I recently in the new year decided to run a half marathon what so that's that you did you ran it the other week didn't you I did. I ran Congra- it. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I completed it in quite a slow time. What was your time? Two hours and six minutes. That's still pretty impressive, Nick. Yeah, I think there's a reason it was so slow. Why is that? We're going to talk about it in a Ooh. second. Before we do that, I mean... The, How did the, you find it? It was it was hard. Was it when you crossed the line, did you have this complete... Was there a euphoria that came over you, a sense of achievement? I think so, yeah. I, mainly because I was just so relieved that I wasn't running anymore. <laughs> You did it for charity, right? Yeah. So, what was the charity? Yeah. So at the university, we we run a summer school. Yeah. And please do go and check it out if you can, listeners. There's a charity called Designability, um, and they produce kind of assistive devices for people who are disabled. So things like wheelchairs and motorized wheelchairs for very young children, and also assistive devices for people who've got dementia. Very how, simple how engineering solutions. How, how did you choose them as a, as, a, as a charity to run for? Well, in the summer school, we yeah. have them come in and give some lectures. We do a biomedical engineering summer school, okay. and that's run by a Small Piece, funny yeah. name, I know. Yeah. Small Piece is a that's charity. That's the charity. It's a charity yeah. which um, get you kids 15, 16. But the charity's called Small Piece. It's to it? inspire yeah. people to do engineering, because right. there are very few people who... There were not enough engineers, basically, especially right. Everyone women. wants to be footballers. Yeah, exactly. Everyone wants to be yeah. footballers. Um, so um, there's a lot of designability helpers with that. So, yeah, I thought we'd do it. They had a few free places for the bath half marathon. Yeah. Anyway, right. this is leading us on somewhere quite dark. Oh, I like, I like that. During my training, um, I was running around Salisbury. Yeah. And the, the, week, the weekend when it was supposed to happen, mm. there was a lot of snow. Yeah, I remember that. A, a few, while ago. Yeah, a few month and a half ago. Half marathon was called off. All right, because Tot- of the snow. Because of the snow. So you can. Oh, that's annoying. But so so the Saturday night, someone. So you ready know, to go? You were carb loading. I was t- ready. Like I'd I'd going to bed early. I tapered. No, I didn't. Uh, right. No, no, because it, I knew on oh, the Friday it was called off. Right. So instead, on the Saturday night, a friend of mine in Salisbury offered me to go and see um, a double bill, a scar double bill. Right. Yeah. Okay. The selector and the beat. Okay. In Salisbury. So I thought, well, we're not doing the marathon. I might as well let my hair down. So I got quite drunk. Right. A few beers? Yeah, had at least a pint and a half. Okay. A bit you must have been that. hammered. <laughs> so yeah. the next day, anyway, this is a bit of a convoluted story, but the next day I felt dreadful. Yeah. The snow was melting. I thought, well, I'll go for a run anyway. Just to keep, keep to sweat it off a bit. Yeah. yeah. Plus I was aiming to do another one, which I eventually did. Yeah. Anyway, so I went for a run around Salisbury. Didn't think anything of it. It's about lunchtime. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. Sunday the 3rd or Sunday the 4th of yeah. March. Anyway, in the evening, uh, the next day, went and met my uh, my mum and my sister in London. Got mm. a text from me saying, oh, it's all kicking off in Salisbury. And this, of course, was the poisoning. Yes. The very, yeah, poisoning. The alleged Russian poisoning. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I'd ran through the centre of Salisbury at exactly the same time that the spy and his daughter were staggering around on the bench. The spy and his daughter would be a good album name, wouldn't it? It would, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, I thought that would be a good opportunity because what I think actually happened and when it, I ran the Milton Keynes Marathon, I ran the Milton Keynes Marathon the next yeah. weekend and I was a lot slower than I should have been. And I reckon it was the <laughs> Taken Novichok. Taken out. The Novichok the Novich- disabled me so neurally. Novichok special, we're going to speak about it. So, so you think, do you think you, um, you think you were exposed a little bit? Seriously? Don't know. I didn't think so. I didn't think anything of it at first. I thought oh, that's no problem. And then, as I sort of learned a bit more about it, I became increasingly more concerned. Right. And I discussed my concerns with my wife. My wife. My wife. In the in the in a restaurant in Nando's. Actually, that's where yeah. we hang out. Me and the wife. Nando's top quality chicken. Other chicken restaurants are available. Um, and as to, when I was bouncing these these ideas off off Maria, um, I sort of started to think actually. This is quite, you know, this is a little bit, traces of it can have long, it turns out traces of it can have long-term effects. So I started getting to since I had to double bag my trainers and wang them in the bin. Maria made me throw my trainers away. Oh, no way. Yeah, and I was a lot slower bet, the bet, so, so, listen, Nick's a bit of a, he's a bit of a, a hypochondriac at the best of time. So I'd imagine as soon as he, he, as soon as he found out, he went straight to the scientific literature to find I out did, about yeah. the bio, the bio side effects. Of, I'm quite obsessed by it. <laughs> so I thought we could have a little chat about Novichok today, Steve. Let's do it. Woohoo. So Novichok, so I have to confess, as someone that, that would be a, is a self-confessed chemistry nerd, I should have been all over this, Nick, and I haven't been because I've had other things going on because I've been, I had to, uh, I was at a conference and then I've just bought a house and I've been up, like I said, up to my uh, armpits in plaster. So tell me, tell me about Novichok. Tell me about, it's a nerve agent as far as I understand. Is it's that a right? nerve agent. What do you know about nerve agents, Steve? So as far as I understand, and you'll correct me if I'm, when when I'm wrong, uh, so nerve agents so are the so at the end of your nerves you have a uh, thing called a synapse and the synapse is a small space between the end of the synapse and the start of where uh, the beginning of the, the, the what's called the postsynaptic uh, region and there's the the little chemical uh, messengers have to so there's a little ke- little chemical that's released from one side and it drifts across and then and then reaches the other side of the synapse and in doing so. Uh, that communicates things about, you know, tells us how to, if we want to move our arms or if we're in pain or those kind of things. And in the case of a nerve agent and chemical nerve agents, what's happening is you're disrupting those chemical messengers somewhat. So sometimes you you uh, you uh, bind to things that have been released, or sometimes you can bind to the receptor. But I don't know. Am I, am I right? How how yeah, often? Yeah, basically. So you say so yeah, nerves are like long wires, and basically in the body your brain can make your finger move because of electricity. So you've got a long cell. Yeah. It's incredible how long they can be, like a metre long sometimes, the cell body. So this conducts an electrical signal. And I was always surprised at school when I found out about the things that you mentioned, these synapses. Yeah. Because it's exactly as you describe, a nerve communicates with another nerve and sometimes through a muscle by a tiny little gap yeah you kind of expect that process to be slow in comparison to like electricity moving down the yeah. nerve but it happens incredibly fast yeah. so basically where one nerve well, meets it another, is slow compared to electricity it, but yeah but, but it's, it's but still, still fast. incredibly yeah. fast yeah, yeah, yeah. like you, it's probably you, because the gap's so small it's a few tens of nanometers or it's something. really tiny gap like you probably you know probably Happy a thousand gap. times narrower than a hair is wide something right. like that i don't know and they're very small but basically the electrical impulse reaches the end of one nerve and that causes something to be spat out that yeah. then does something to the next nerve and that transduces the signal so having those gaps allows you to sort of manipulate and to to coordinate nerve nerves to it, gives you, it gives you a bit more control 
Yeah. And it happens between nerves and it also happens where a nerve meets a muscle. So it yeah. happens in the same way when a nerve tells a muscle to twitch. So when, so when I say, you know, pick up my ice cream, yeah. like my brain says pick up the ice cream and then there's an electrical impulse that runs down my arm telling yeah. my muscles to contract to go and pick up my ice yeah, cream. Yeah, I don't know how many nerves it will go along. Probably not too many. But basically it's an electrical signal and then you've got this chemical thing at the end. Right. Right. Okay. So nerve agents. Yeah. So... The molecule which communicates messages, there's several of them, but one of the ones which is of primary importance is a molecule called acetylcholine. Right. All right, it's a small, it doesn't yeah. matter what it is. And that's called... Common, a, that's how, um, so VX poison gas, you know the, uh, the uh, nerve agent in the rock? Mm-hmm. That, that is an, an acetylcholine inhibitor. Oh, you're almost correct, yeah. And it's uh, actually the Novichok works in very similar way. So basically... What happens is the acetylcholine is released from one nerve yeah. and it, it goes to a, a little receptor, a little plug yeah. on the other nerve. And when it hits that receptor plug, the signal is transduced. So anything that interferes with that process will interfere what is, with... What does transduced mean, Nick? Transduced means, um, I don't know, it's like when one signal gets turned into another. So well, but, you know, when your finger hits a light switch, you're transducing a signal. By pushing yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. anyway, yeah. Um, the VX nerve agent and so and Novichox as well, they don't work by binding or inhibiting acetylcholine. There's actually another thing in that gap. It and it's a chomps it up. Yeah, it's an enzyme. So an enzyme is kind of like a protein which chomps up other molecules, breaks them down effectively and stops them working. And in between that gap, you've got an enzyme. And surprise, surprise, it's called acetylcholine esterase. So it's an enzyme which snaps acetylcholine into acetyl acetate and choline. So it yeah. just basically breaks it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Novichox and VX agents work yeah. because they bind. They, they mess up that enzyme. What they do is they form a bond with the acetylcholinesterase, yeah, and they stop it working. So in essence, so, what happens so what is happens loads so of acetylcholine so builds up in the synapse, and you right. get an over. It's like being switched on all the time. Because normally, what happens is it's being released, and then it's being it's it's doing its signaling job. Yeah. So it binds, and then normally that's then chomps up. So chomped up. So, so you don't keep your foot yeah. on the accelerator exactly. anyway. You just push it once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if there's something there that's binding in and stopping the thing that's chomping up it's just like you're it's like it's getting the signal to keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it exactly is that so so it, whether so if it's my analogy again pick up my ice cream it's going to pick up the ice cream pick up the ice cream pick up the ice cream and going yeah, louder and louder and louder uh, even though i even though my brain is saying stop picking up the ice cream exactly. you can't control it okay so what does it do then what do you think it does to someone if that happens well i guess depending on well it depends if it's depends what the what the the transduction of the the acetylcholine receptor does well, it just passes it, on a message. But but what is that message? Um, well, that's a good point. It, it can be for muscles to contract. Okay. Well, then does it just make everything contract? Does kind it con- of. So you're just all like constantly yeah. like all kind of like every muscle in your body is contracting. Kind of exactly. Thing. And they fatigue yeah, as well. How horrible. But one of the first symptoms, so I was looking, I, I've been having a look at what might have happened basically. So when you have these things, one of the first symptoms is that you kind of get a runny nose. Uh-huh weird and then your pupils constrict so you get very very pinpoint tiny pupils and that's like an overstimulation of some of the muscles in your your eyes it's It's part of your autonomous nervous system so it disproportionately affects something called your autonomous nervous system that's all the the involuntary things you do like your heart beating so not picking up an ice cream yeah Yeah. like your heart beating your breathing um sweating crying yeah mucus production in your nose your digestive system yeah all of those things start to become effective 
affected first. Okay. So basically, that's what happens to start with. And then it affects some other muscles. And the important one is your, like your diaphragm which controls your breathing. Mm. So it overstimulates your diaphragm and basically it sort of paralyzes that muscle. So it's like you're breathing You suffocate. In. So you just go... <gasps> well, you just can't. It won't move. I, okay. I don't know whether it's it constantly contractible okay. or then it becomes fatigued and you, it just won't work anymore. But basically you sort of start to asphyxiate. So it's pretty it's nasty. horrible, isn't it? So, um, yeah, so these, that's how they work. I mean... So, these, you, so, you, so you get a bit snotty. It's like the opposite of, like, of, those, of the signs of someone fancies you. You get a bit snotty and your eyes don't dilate, they well, contract. You say that. What do you think, <laughs> what do you think Deadly Nightshade and... You know Deadly Nightshade, the plant? Yeah. What do you think... And it's poisonous plant. Yeah. What do you think that and nerve agents have got in common? Does it do the opposite? Does it dilate your eyes? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> do you know what the Latin... Oh, wait, for... isn't there... Didn't people use this as some... It's got some love relation to the... Oh, well, tell me, tell me, tell me. I, I clearly don't so know. So deadly, deadly Nightshade is known as... Its Latin name is Belladonna. Right. Okay, what does Belladonna mean, Steve? Uh, good girl. You'd be like beautiful lady. Yeah. And it was used as an eye drop. People, That's right, ladies, yeah. dropped in their eyes. It makes pupils dilate. So it looks, it looks like you fancy. So it looks like you fancy the man. Yeah, but exactly. Even you don't. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so basically, uh, uh, it's called atropine. The yeah. the molecule you get from belladonna and atropine is probably what those, uh, you know, the spy Skripal and his daughter yeah. were given. Because it's a it's an it's an antagonist, so it binds to the re receptor for acetylcholine yeah. and stops it working. So imagine again going back to them to the synapse. Right. Imagine the synapse. Normal circumstances. One muscle fires. Acetylcholine transmits a signal. Pick up the ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Novichok comes in. Too much acetylcholine. Pick up the ice cream. Pick up the ice cream. Add the atropine. Blocks <sighs> the receptor. So right. it stops it binding to it. So it has a sort of antagonistic... So so, so the thing that's chomping it up is no longer chomping it up, but the stuff that there is being used up by something else, is binding to something else. No, it's just stopping the acetylcholine going to the receptor it normally would go to. Yeah, so yeah, it blocks so, the signal. Yeah, okay. Uh, they must have been... Skripal and his daughter, they must have been administered some kind of antidote. So atropine yeah. we've just talked about. Atropine's in the rock. That's what you have to administer into oh, your heart. really? Yeah. Okay. That's what he has to do. I don't think you're supposed to put it directly into your heart, but that's what Nicolas Cage did. Yeah. So atropine's one. You also have these things called oxemes, different mm. classes of oxemes. And the most prominent oxeme, I can't remember, it. here it is. It's called pralidoxime. So that is the de facto treatment if you've been, if you've been poisoned with a nerve agent. And the oxemes are amazing. So basically you remember again, mm. this, um, this uh, Novichok agent or VX binds to this enzyme. Yeah. acetylcholine esterase the one that chomps up the yeah. acetylcholine and it forms an irreversible bond in the place where the enzyme is doing its job so, so the it most just, important so plugs place. up plugs up the plugs enzyme. it up yeah. yeah enzyme is screwed the oxime comes in and it binds to a different place on the same enzyme but then it reacts with the um the, the novichok yeah so so all of these vx that is nuts so you can the, all the of the these, chemistry let me, show, let me show you what they are so it's not it's not a binding thing it's actually you're saying that you're actually re, you're doing two no. two bits of chemistry yeah yeah to so regenerate that, the functional enzyme exactly so it that binds to the enzyme and then it reacts with the novichok and carries it away so all wow. i'm showing steve a picture now of yeah those, all of the types these are called these are they're all organophosphates yeah exactly and these are different variants of them so I'm showing Steve on the computer just a mm. little chemist because he's a chemist. I love seeing So he chemical. should know about this stuff. I therefore know all chemistry <laughs> because I'm a chemist. Yeah. They're quite interesting though, these notes, because they were first synthesized in like the 1800s. Yeah. And they're all, they've been used as pesticides. So all of the research from them has come from pesticides. 
different people have noticed different potencies over the years. Yeah. And kind of the most famous, do you know where sarin comes from? I don't know. So sarin is a, there's a bunch developed at the same time. Sarin's and other ones, including Tabun and Soman. Yeah. So these were developed in the 30s in Germany. Nazis? That's bad stuff. Got Yeah, Nazis. I'm surprised yeah. that Indiana Jones wasn't around when this stuff was going on. <laughs> I'm sure you could get a film out of it. <laughs> but basically... So, you know, like in the movie... I'm going to take a side side note for the moment, away from the chemistry. But you know in the movies, there's all, like, all of the poisonous stuff is always brightly coloured, isn't it? Right? If it's always like it's the antidote or the thing, it's always yeah. brightly coloured. Do you know in chemistry... Very, like very, very, very rarely are any Colourless organic. Colourless or slightly cloudy. Well, no. Liquid. They're just, they're all, all white powders, predominantly. So most chemistry, the, the, the things that give rise to the colours of compounds in chemistry are, are, can be transition metals. So if something's got a transition metal in. But the majority of kind of drug molecules, we think, are made up of carbon, oxygen, phosphorus and sulphur sometimes, but mainly carbon, hydrogen and oxygen. And those compounds generally, when they're put together, unless they're put together in a very specific way, aren't coloured. So whenever you see that, and the trouble is, is that so when you people go, when undergraduates come to, to come to chemistry labs and the organic chemistry labs, they think, oh, brilliant, we get to do all these kind of beautiful colours, and it's all just white, turning one white powder into another white powder. And I'm sure if you took all of your your poison, your all of your uh, Novichok and VX, I'm not sure they're all colourless liquids. I or, think so. Yeah. yeah like, Would you know why VX is named VX? You know what the V stands for? V. Uh, no, I don't. Viscous. Viscous. It's a slightly viscous liquid because the VX was developed from an earlier type of organophosphate. Right. It was had been known about for some time, used as an insecticide, but it was more viscous. So v, VX was developed by the British in the fifties. Yeah. At Port and Down. Right. I do a bit of work with Port and Down. Feel a so bit bad about using that. powers for bad. <laughs> they no, they're trying to find ways to to help people. That's what the Nazis said. They're Nick. trying to That's help. What people. the Nazis said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Steve. So we've talked about VX gas developed by the British. Yeah, that's from the Rock. Sarin, the Nazis. Nazis. Sarin. Yeah. You know, Hitler wasn't interested in it. Was he not? No, don't know why. Why didn't he? What? I think he. I think the intelligence was that maybe the British had more of it. Or more nasty nerve agents, so it wasn't worth the Nazis so rather, using. He'd rather it. just use a big gun. I think so, yeah. Or a better tank. Anyway, the British developed VX in the fifties, right. and then the Russians, all through the seventies and the eighties, were developing these new ones: when Foliant were, and Novichok. When you were looking at these, did you feel a little bit like Nicolas Cage from The Rock when you were learning all this stuff? Um, I never did feel you? like Nicolas Cage <laughs> from The Rock. I feel more like Nicolas Cage in um, what's that other film? The Knowing. Have you seen The seen Knowing? The knowing. No. <laughs> I saw it on a bus in Argentina. Oh, right. Yeah. No. All right. So carry on. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Novichoks. Anyway, yeah. so they would develop. No one knows anything about Novichoks. There's no papers on them. You can't find any information on their structures. People just know that they're variants of these compounds, these yeah. organophosphates. They're variants of VX because they're quite easy. Steve's just fucking around Sorry. with the bucket. They're variants of a particular... Sorry, listeners, I'm actually sitting on a bucket. You could have heard it there. Sorry. <laughs> but they're also right. They're, yeah. they're weird because usually when people make nerve agents, you stockpile them, you have them. If a weapons inspector comes, they'll go, oh, yeah, you've got loads of that stuff. But you can't you can't stockpile chemical weapons anymore. Didn't, didn't we agree, everyone agree internationally not to stockpile chemical weapons? But Exactly. Right. But that, this is my point. Ah, okay. So the Novichok, most chemicals, like VX and all the rest of yeah, it, yeah. You, store, you make them and then you store them. The Novichoks are interesting because you have two, you, you can make them from simple precursors on the spot. Right. So you can take two innocuous chemicals yeah. that you know about, two molecules, Wise mix them together, together. Like in Batman. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. in Batman. 
So that me- makes it very difficult to, to kind actually. of stop people storing. Right. So the, so the precursor to those compounds, typically they would be controlled. And you're saying that we can't do that because actually they're readily available probably from fertilizer. and Very easy to make on the spot. Yeah. yeah. So the, the Russians developed this many different types of Novichoks. How, how, how old was this? How old was when the Novichoks were developed? Is this a relatively new thing? Or? 70s and the 80s. Okay. And so probably relatively subsequently. New. Okay. Yeah. And one of the, we, we know we, there's no published literature on it, as I said. We've got information from defectors. So there's the guy who was on TV. This is the guy who made me worried, actually. He's a guy called Vil Mertz-Ayanov, weapons expert defector. And he was talking about them. He was involved in the Novichok program. Right. Um, And he says a lot of things about it. He says, this is his quotes, I suppose it's very bad, even in a very small dose. The consequence is years. Does irreparable damage to the human body. That's it. No cure. (laughs) <laughs> that's very russian isn't it and um, he mentioned that anyone that who has been exposed to these agents should be offered permanent medical surveillance wow so this is me imagine me running through the middle of salisbury right and then reading all this stuff but anyway he he came back from russia and a lot of the information that we have about the intelligence on them is mm. through these defectors so we don't really know anything from what's in the literature about them we only know what people have that's told interesting us. isn't it so that means we know that they are um, I suppose if you, were, if, if we you know they work an, in the same way, yeah. So we can use the same things to try and counteract them. But it's known that they likely have these additional toxic mechanisms, which we do not know about. At least it's, it's not public. It's, it's kind of counterintuitive in a way, isn't it? Because like the whole point of banning chemical weapons means that uh, you know the, is obviously a good thing. But because of that, no one could actually freely admit they were working on it, even if they were. If you had a nefarious government that had some secret government lab working on it whereas normally those those things would be published and they'd be freely available and they might mm. even be you might even be studies on them so actually in a way by by limiting their use which obviously seems like a good thing it might have actually might actually be a neg- net negative problem because you end up not having any information about how they work and what they do possibly yeah possibly i don't know uh, okay. it's interesting do you want to know what the most likely compound is they think it do you want me to tell you what it's called well the they, you mean they don't know what it is I don't know what Novichok is. Oh, come on. Well, they do in, they probably do in Porton Down, and in, but you don't, you can't the public don't know what it is. Okay. But I found an article. I mean, if, you, if you've got someone who's been poisoned by it, you just, you could know what it is. Well, they... You just purify acetylcholine and look what's attached to it. Well, that's what they do. It. They actually yeah. use a different enzyme, butyryl acetylcholine esterase, right. and then they look at it using... Mass spec or something. Yeah, yeah. But DSTL, yeah. they've got intelligence. But what I'm trying to tell you is right. it's not known. It's not published. Ah, so the structure of, the structure of Novotoks It's only known unknown. by the government. The most likely candidate is very, very interesting and catchy title for yeah. the compound. It's called methyl n one diethylamino ethyldiene amino phosphonofluoridate okay there so it's go. got fluorine in it <laughs> amazing can you believe it the trouble is nick with you have to be careful with names because like um there there is a thing you're like this they are called the international union of pure and applied chemists right and they're like they are as much fun as they sound are pure chemists like less likely to go to a strip club than applied chemists <laughs> absolutely <laughs> you, yeah you've totally hit the nail on the head there yeah and their job is to think is to like there's a proper naming convention so every compound in principle has to have an official chemical title like right. you like you described there get all but the it, words in the right but order. in reality it's just everyone anyone that knows anything about chemistry just says show me the picture show me the structure yeah. like you know anyway show me the picture i want to have a look you i've must... got it ah oh, you just got the name got the name. you should be able to know what the i could work it out yeah, yeah, yeah. okay all right so 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 that's the most likely candidate exactly okay so that's sort of on my trainers in my bin as we speak 
Did you throw it away yet? Did you incinerate them? They're actually still in the bin. Okay. So they haven't, the bin men haven't been since I wang them in there. Well, if you start seeing a net improvement in your health, what you should I do- told you I ran the marathon more slowly than it would have, half marathon more slowly than it would have done otherwise. It's not shocks yeah. me. Right. You don't think it was because you went out and got drunk? I think it might have been <laughs> <for> drinking. <laughs> Bunsen, Dolly, Internal, Combustion. Why do we need Patrick, Oscar, Bay. Isaac, Newton, Transplanting? So, Novichok's nerve agent special. He was a physicist at the lab, and one day the ventilator broke down. He staggered out of the room, his vision seared by brilliant colours and hallucinations. He collapsed. The KGB took him to a hospital. By the time he arrived, his breathing was laboured. In another hour, his heart would have stopped. His entire nervous system was gradually ceasing to function. That was me at 11 miles. <laughs> the thing is, right, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of... It's so so it, can t- it can have long-lasting effects, this build-up of acetylcholine. I think so, but as I said... No one really knows. No one knows. There's no published information on the toxicology of the Novichoks, and it's mm. believed they have additional toxic effects. Wow. Having said that, Yulia Skripal, she's out and about. Yeah, she's, she's all right. Yeah. Well, we don't know. Bob's your uncle. We don't know how good she is. It's all a fabrication by the British <laughs> government. Exactly. They just had a, the same number of pints as I did the previous yeah. night. <laughs> well, this is the end of our Nerve Agent special, Nick. Yeah. Um, if people like the Science Shed, how can they find us? They can find us on Twitter. I'm at the Evans Lab. And I'm at Steve the Chemist. And we have our own Twitter handle, which is called at the Science Shed. Uh, we have, and we've also got a special treat coming up for all the Shedlings out there. Have we? Yeah, we're doing um, the uh, Science Shed Live, our first ever live version, Nick. Wow. Yeah, it's coming up on the 13th of May. Is that right? No, the 16th of May. The Steve. 16th of 16th May. 16th of May. It's in a place called the Stein Garden, which is in Southampton. And yeah. It's about 7.30pm, I believe. Steve's giving a little of his own chit-chat. Yeah. But that'll be boring. It'll so be boring. Don't you don't want to come to that. And afterwards, Steve, Steve and I are going to do our... A little live uh, Nick, podcast. I'm a bit about one of the other people that it will involve audience participation. Absolutely, one of the other people that's speaking is like a really is like one of my colleagues, and he's I'm going to like embarrass myself in front of him because we're going to be talking about something stupid, aren't we? Probably. All oh, right, God. I'm, well, he's he serious. Yeah, he's really serious. He's German. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> I'm sure we can loosen him up a bit. I'm sure. I'll give him a glass of snack. So, so, if people want to come to that, they should come along. Uh, tickets are available. They, they go. They, it's part of this year's Pint of Science. Uh, they're four pounds, and I think all of that money just goes into running Pint of Science, and no one makes any money out of I it. I haven't told you this yet, Steve, but no, it's all going to me. It's all going to you. Yeah. All right, well, it's all going to Nick to pay for his future healthcare issues after he's been poisoned from yeah. Novichok poisoning. Uh, so if you if you would like to see Nick a long, live a long and prosperous life, come to uh, Southampton on the sixteenth of May. Dude, there'll be no one there, man. You've just you've just um, <laughs> you've just um, you know. There's currently fifty six tickets remaining. I'm just checking on the website. <laughs> so we'll how many sixty? I don't know. I don't know how many people have bought them. Um, but yeah, so so please come along and see that. Um, and we'll be back next time. Okay. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>